All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. We are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie, um, well, horror is something that's been long requested, uh, something that's been hyped up for a very, very, very long time. Andrew's going to be very happy about it. That's right. We're talking about Prey, the 2017 immersive sim video game Prey. Man, that was a good game. Andrew, do you ever play that oh, one? Shit. I thought we were talking about the 2019 movie Prey about the wild boar that hunts the people in the woods. No, no, no. Oh, shit. Oh, Let fuck. me take a look at my got, notes I, watched the wrong, I, I did the wrong thing. Fuck, I'm sorry. Oh, no, shit. I'm sorry, too. I'm actually, we're talking about the 2007 version of Prey as well, which has nothing to do with the 2017 version. That one just stars a Native American whose um, uh, girlfriend has been kidnapped and he fights aliens and there's portals and shit like that. So, um, that one wasn't as good as the 2017 one because it was just the gameplay was kind of eh at the time. Um, it hasn't aged huh. too well either, but uh, I'm sure that's a controversial huh. statement to some people. But yes, the 2017 Prey is very good right there. So Andrew, what but did you think it, of all the praise? <laughs> well, like honestly, I, I, I also wasn't sure if we were doing Michael Crichton's Prey, so I read that as well. Oh, yeah. Just in case, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, no, I, no, seriously, though, we are talking about Prey. Uh, that's the one with Harley Quinn and all the other, you know, female um, uh, DC supervillains and superstars and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> How many things titled Prey are there in the world? Well, I don't know. I think, then, I think we should break and talk about our sponsor right now, which is uh, the Prey Project, which is laptop tracking and data security. Um, it's a great, great resource in terms of you being able to find your laptop. Uh, Prey, because people, because there's predators out there. That's, that's their tagline I just came up with. You know, it's, it's also brought to you by Praying, the thing that you do to, you know, get the gay away. <laughs> And we're just eventually we're gonna keep going out like this and eventually we're gonna end up in eat pray love and then we just spent <laughs> half an hour talking about that movie I, i've actually never seen that movie i haven't either is that julia roberts is that her? i think so that? yeah oh, okay, yeah that's yeah. the one where like yeah. she goes on to like travel and like she travels through food or something like that oh is that like, the chocolate movies about too uh chocolate that was, like, about making chocolate that's about making chocolate with johnny depp yeah i guess so yeah, Ryan yeah, Murphy co-wrote and directed the film Eat, Play, Love. That tracks the... Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, Glee, American Horror Story, Scream, Queens, Nip Tuck. No. Yeah, that, that he, he's got an MO. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? He's, he seems like a very prolific uh, director. Yes. Uh, unlike, un- unlike Dan Trachtenberg, <laughs> who has made two movies... <laughs> uh, Ted Cloverfield Lane and uh, the uh, 2022 incident classic, probably best movie of the year, possibly best movie of the franchise, Prey. <laughs> just, just toss that out there. Toss that out there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but before we do that, Dan, how, how have you been? Dude, I'm tired. I, I, <laughs> I, so I, I do have a story to tell you in terms of what's been going on today. Uh, so my job, just to keep it very vague enough, um, I work for a medical company. Um, I work remotely, and I do training on our products. So basically, whenever a new client purchases our product, um, I'm usually the one that goes on in, that 
training usually takes uh, from start to finish about five to six hours. And of course, we break them into like five or six sessions, but it depends on how they're going to use the product. Sometimes it's not applicable to them. Sometimes it's not. Um, But one thing we kind of, my boss and I have been spearheading is thinking, oh, well, there's a lot of cool and interesting aspects about this software that um, most clients are not aware of. So maybe we should do like a monthly webinar series about like an often requested topic, like how to do something more about this aspect of the system or, hey, this is an underutilized feature. Here's where we can go ahead and learn more about it. That sort of thing. So this has been in the works for a long time. It was the very, very first Office uh, webinar uh, series, and this is hopefully going to be something we incorporate and continue on for many years to come. So it was very much kind of like a lot of writing on it. My The CEO was actually there watching it as well. Um, but I, I taught it. It went fine. Uh, we had over, gosh, about 150 clients um, who were watching it, and a whole bunch of other people from our company were watching it too. So it was just a lot of public speaking, which, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm fine with it. But at the same time, too, it's one of those things where just like I want to be prepared for it. And then after that, like literally 15 minutes later, my company is also doing our company TED Talks, uh, where basically you can go ahead, you have the mic. It's, it's basically like a professional open mic night where once every week, um, the company brings the office lunch. If you're remote, you can expense your lunch, which is a really cool perk. And people Ooh. can come on in and volunteer and talk about whatever they want to talk about, any professional topic. Um, and I've been noticing there's been a real dearth in just education and motivation to learn and just educational philosophy in general because we're more focused on the medical side of things. So I decided to go ahead and do a TED Talk on that. And um, it was, of course, I was in my home office. I was on camera. The whole thing was being recorded and most of my company was watching me. And uh, my cat decided to go, yuck, yuck, and throw up right behind me on camera middle of the presentation <laughs> he uh he is fine he is just a fat boy and he gorges on his food and i accidentally overfed him a little bit for lunch um so that's what happened there and then i just laughed and i'm just like i'm gonna turn my camera off that's okay with you all <laughs> and everyone did <laughs> and i finished it was fine um one of the funny things, too, is we have this bonus program called Bonus Lane, where basically we all get 100 points a month and we can distribute them, give them out to our coworkers, and then that points actually translates into real-life gift cards like Amazon or Target or Best Buy or Starbucks or something like that. You can even pick charities to donate on over to, but basically they don't roll over to the next uh, month and you don't you aren't able to lo- use them unless someone donates theirs to you, basically. Um, but I got a, about $35 worth, worth of points for today. Nice. And two of them said, maybe with these gift cards, you can use, uh, clean, you could buy cleaning supplies for your cat. And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then after that, I promise I'm almost done. Um, my boss is currently on maternity leave. So I am directly reporting to the director of my department, which he's a fine guy, but it's just kind of nerve-wracking because these one-on-one sessions, I also want to make sure I'm really prepared for as well so I can tell him, yeah, I know I don't have any boss right now, but here's what I've been working on. Here are the things, and initiatives I'm taking, and yeah, don't give me more work, basically. But uh, I did. <laughs> everything's been going fine thus far. You know, we had a good laugh over the cat and everything like that. And then after that, oh. I was just pooped. Um, we, we have another initiative, too, called Day in the Life, where basically... 
one of our interns is interviewing all the departments at our company. And basically we give a little five to 10 minute video on what a typical day is like in our position. And I, I literally messaged her and I was just like, hey, I'm not doing this today. Can we reschedule for tomorrow, please? I, I'm not <laughs> going to be, I, I'm not going to put my best foot forward because this is something that we're going to send to our clients too. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm absolutely not going to be able to uh, be professional enough because I'm just, I'm so tired right now. So that was my day. It's good stuff. Oh, what, the real question though, Dan, is how, how was that lobster that you expensed for lunch? Oh, it was fantastic. No, I, I ordered Chipotle and it was very good no. Chipotle. Although, yeah, it's lobster and chipotle, same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's only $20 limits, unfortunately, uh, which is nah, fun. damn it. Yeah, our per diem when we travel is $75 for the whole day, which is pretty good. Uh, my previous company was just $50 for the whole day, which was doable because usually hotels have breakfast, and I usually just get a granola bar or something for lunch anyway, spend the rest on dinner. Hell yeah, uh, all out. Yeah, I do miss having my meals paid for in my previous position, <laughs> but I also do like working from home as well, uh, which is what I currently oh. do. That sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Andrew? I, I'm doing great. Uh, I, I've been listening to this podcast. Well, I listened to it already because it's very short. Uh, called 36 Questions. And it's like a musical podcast that was made in like 2017. And I've been like listening to it on repeat a lot. And it's fucking great. It's like a, it has Jonathan Goff who uh, played Kristoff in Frozen. And he was the king in uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, Hamilton. <laughs> and he was also... Uh, it also has that girl, I can't remember her name, but she's Eurydice and uh, the original Broadway production of um, Hadestown. Okay. And it's such a good little, it's, it's like a three-act musical on on the podcast called 36 Questions. Ooh. And it's so good. It's just like about a, a couple who uh, basically they, the husband finds out that his wife's been lying to him. Basically, it's been going under an assumed identity. And it's like the story of her trying to like, reach back out to him after he kind of, you know, runs away after being confronted with that. Uh, and it's like a really nice kind of solid musical. Uh, but it, it's been great. Uh Okay. And actually, Lynn, uh, my, my wife and I are about to go on our honeymoon uh, to the Azores uh, on Saturday. Ooh. So we're going, going on a long vacation. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, things are looking pretty good. You know? Yeah, definitely. Good, 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 good. Um, I also just want to say, too, speaking of vacations, I survived a weekend with my partner's family. Something that like, is, a, that is all. like an Earl Stein book. <laughs> yes, it was, it was that, that, that was, let's just say my partner and I have been dating for close to three years at this point, and there's a reason why I haven't met them until now. But <laughs> I survived, we're done, we're over with, it's all good. Ugh. Well, you know, that's all that matters, is, you know, you, you made it out alive. I made it out yeah. alive, and most of our family members like me, and the people who don't, they can, they can fuck themselves, because we don't like them. <laughs> Thank do they listen to the podcast at all? Uh, yeah, no, I don't believe so. Them. If they do listen to the all podcast, right. um... I have, I have no comment. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> please. So, yeah, speak, speak, speaking of, of the podcast and horror movie news, uh, did you hear the news about Scream 6? Uh, I heard Nev Campbell is not going to be in there, which is good. I think her character deserves to retire because the longer she sticks around, the longer they're going to kill her off for shock value. And I don't think that's good. Um, yeah. yeah, what's up? What's up with Scream 6? That that was it basically. So and there've been some back and forth about her coming on, coming off. But I guess she like released a public statement, basically saying like, you know, I've worked so long in the industry, um, and it's woman's harder for me to, you know, I had to work harder, and the pay they're giving me isn't isn't you know equal to the male counterpart. Like she didn't say it wasn't equal to the male counterpart, which she got, but she was implying that I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so, you know, the, the what she was being offered wasn't, uh, she thought wasn't, like, appropriate, and she has to kind of take a stand and say no, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, which I, I'm kind of going back and forth on, because I'm wondering what her role was in the film. Um, I, I assumed it was a bit part, but if she's complaining about salary, I'm assuming that maybe it was a larger role. Maybe. Um, and also comparing I, I it to know. Courtney Cox, too, who has that friend's money, so I'm sure she doesn't, she commands a pretty penny. That's true. Part of me is wondering too. Like, well, I don't know what Nev Campbell's career has been other than Scream. Like, it kind of feels to me actually a little bit like Sigourney Weaver, which I think again I love Alien and you know, but she was she keeps kind of talking about bringing Alien back and like mm-hmm. wanting and, and I think that and I know that like in some of the later films she really demanded a higher pay raise and demanded like certain credits, which of course she's she deserves and earns for basically launching the franchise and being a great you know mm-hmm. character. She's but I think some of those things were sorry. She's an awesome person too. Like Sigourney yeah, Weaver. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But there, it's it's one of those times where I'm like, the franchise can move on without this person, and I think that we need to kind of not always be holding to, you know, I think a lot of times the franchise needs to move past a certain character, mm-hmm. um, and I think Alien and Scream is one of them, where, I, th- I you know, I feel like her arc at the end of Scream 3, I was like, great, awesome, perfect, she moved on, and then we got her in Scream 4, I'm like, alright, and then Scream 5, I was like, alright, nice little cameo. But I, I kind of yeah, want I like, to move away from her. Yeah, I like how little they used her in Scream 5. Like, she was basically just there as a supporting member, which was great, uh, because the onus was placed on all the other characters that popped on in, and I'm more interested to see their story as they come on through. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel at this point that she doesn't need to be there. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, if, if they were, you know, like, actually, like, if they were if they were going to bring her on and not pay her an equal amount or you know a, a good amount for what she was doing, bullshit. Yeah, you know, like, uh, clearly, like I think you know, I, but I, you know, it's it's hard because we don't we don't know what what she was making yeah, or what her role was in the scenes. Yeah, I know yeah, uh, but, Courtney Cox and all the other friends people um, during the final season. They basically negotiated together and they said, you know, you pay us all the same equal salary or we walk, and that's. Um, how they all ended up with a shit ton of residuals at the end, basically, which was great. I thought that would be a great, great move. I'm not a fan of Friends, but it's, it was a great move. So, oh, thank God. See, I'm not a fan of Friends either. Yeah, I don't fucking like. I I cannot watch. Everyone loves Friends. I cannot watch Friends. It's a, they, he says pivot. He says pivot, and it's really funny. He's just like pivot, and it's really high pitched. Come on, bro. Come but on, you, bro. It's funny. How, it's how funny do you feel bro. about Scrubs? <laughs> what's, what's your what's your opinion on Scrubs? Oh, I love Scrubs. See, I feel like there, I feel like there's like a generational divide, gap where I feel like people like Scrubs if they are from a certain time, and then people like Friends from another time. I always think I like, like How I Met Your Mother was the updated version of Friends. Oh, that was that's such a bad show, though. I, I, I saw the whole thing. I, I wouldn't call it a good show, but I enjoyed my time with it. But the ending definitely put a damper on the end, right there. You mean like the here's the mom now she's dead. Here's no, the girl who thought was the mom the entire time. Dude, dude. No, no. The spoiler. Eat it. It's great. It's the best. I apologize for that. I will, I will fuck with him in some way for those of you who are halfway through How I Met Your Mother or something like that. If you're halfway through How I Met Your Mother, you should have stopped yeah. halfway ago. What about the people who still haven't seen Game of Thrones? Like, they, they cannot scum to peer pressure at all. They're probably better off. Read the books. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could finish the books. Oh. Did did you hear that um, Brandon Sanderson? Uh, he kind of been hinting at the fact that maybe next year he might. Uh, he did the Mistborn and Stormlight Archive. He said that one of the, that probably he might be filming a project next year, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm so pumped for Brandon Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be better than Game of Thrones. I hope. Yeah. Partly because you know he actually writes. 
I, I, I did like the fact that George R. R. Martin came out a few weeks ago and said, yeah, there was a certain point in the series where they stopped coming to me for consulting and they basically just did their own thing. And everyone was just like, yeah, we know. <laughs> it's very, it's very, very <laughs> obvious when the point was. Uh, we, don't, we don't really blame George. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. You, you kind of, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I, I blame him, him for being a slow writer, but other than that, he's, he's whatever. He didn't have... Well, he's, he's doing all, the, all these, like, side things all the time. Like, stop it, George R. <laughs> stop it. Did you ever see the one... <laughs> the Conan O'Brien skits where they install secret cameras in his house? No. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Conan O'Brien's basically just like, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones, it's such a big deal. I think it was around, like, season three or four or something like that. Hey, it's just like, yeah, you know, the the, the newest book is uh, still not out yet. Uh, gosh, what is it? Uh, Winds of Winter. Yeah, the Winds of Winter is still not out yet. Uh, but I've been told that George is really, really hard at work at his home. So let's go ahead. And we've hacked into a secure network, and let's find him in his home. Okay, George is, he's okay. He's not in this room. He's not in this room. He's not in this room. Oh, he's jumping naked on a trampoline in the background. Okay, all right, all right, we'll pull away from that. Okay, okay, it's been five minutes. Let's go ahead. He's, he's got to be writing now. Oh, oh, he's walking on over to his computer. Oh, he's, he's grabbed a pogo stick. Oh, he's pogo sticking in his foyer. Okay, okay. All right, now he's going to be really good. He's going to walk on back to the computer. He's going to sit on down. Oh, he's jumping naked into the pool right now. Okay, all right. All right. It just goes on like that for five minutes. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking speaking of adaptations, did you also hear the news about uh, Batgirl? How what, what WB's doing did with did to that movie? Oh man, I have a great meme for that one somewhere. A great meme. A great meme for that one. I my life is in memes. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, for those of you who are not in the know. Um, was it Discovery that bought out Warner Brothers? Yeah, yeah. Discovery bought out Warner Brothers, and they're they're doing a whole big shakeup right now. Uh, the Batgirl movie was apparently basically finished at this point, um, and Discovery took a look at it and basically said it would not be profitable to release it. So they made a decision to completely can it, like not release it to streaming, not release it in theaters, basically pretend it never existed, even though it is finished. Uh, so that is that. Which is weird because like I feel like the reviews weren't great, but they weren't terrible. Uh huh. And like I think I think what they wanted is they just wanted to recoup that because they can take the ninety million tax cut if they don't release it, they don't make any money off of it. Yeah. But like that, that sucks. Like I I know a lot of like there is some weird and like I, there's people on the internet who are like, man, this is a proof that the woke agenda is dumb, and it's like what the fuck you talk. People like were angry that she was black, and people were angry about her costume, which I loved her costume because it was from the Burnside comics, which uh-huh. I really liked that Batgirl comic, and yeah. like that. And, and like this kind of ties actually into, the, into prey because I think a lot of the people are like, oh, look at the woke media, you know, putting a uh, making black Batgirl, which who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. But then people are also saying with prey, people are like, oh, look at the woke media, you know, a girl who wants to hunt versus the predator. It was it, the there seems to be like a weird internet backlash to both these things. Uh, yeah, and it's kind and, of become a catch-all term in terms of if you know a cultural divide makes someone uncomfortable, it's ooh, it's woke, and it's just like no, it's not. You're just insecure. So yeah, well, Ugh. and I will say I I loved it was really funny because there are a couple people I you know I don't, I don't name names there are people uh, who I used to follow or people who are you know are, are kind of in the sphere of alien predator kind of stuff who were very critical of prey when it was coming before it came out just mm-hmm. off the premise alone uh, and just seeing them be like oh uh, that was actually you know, that was actually pretty good or, you know, <laughs> being like after being like they ruined it they idiots yeah. fucking you know ruined the franchise and just being like oh actually like the highest the best rated movie of the franchise wow. What a- <laughs> Huh. What a surprise. Okay, it's, it's I found the Batgirl meme, and then we can start talking okay. about Prey. 
So the meme is, the Batgirl news isn't that, news isn't that surprising. If you remember that WB... Warner Brothers locked away the Warner Brothers and their sister Dot in the water tower for decades. <laughs> Think about awesome. it. Think about it. <laughs> Get it. Get it. <laughs> All right, let's start talking about Prey. So, Andrew, go ahead. Right. This has been a movie you've been hyped for forever. So why don't you go ahead and introduce it? Yeah, so Prey is the, the newest, uh, technically the fifth Predator movie, or the seventh if you count Alien vs. Predator, because uh, they, they are canonically... Uh, kind of caught in there. Um, it was released on Hulu uh, last week, last Friday. Um, I woke up at midnight to watch it. I was <laughs> pumped. <laughs> and you messaged um, me saying, "Hey Dan, you're gonna wake up at midnight to watch it." And I'm like, "Fuck no, I'm not." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I messaged Dan on Discord. I like at like seven o'clock that night, and I was like, "Hey, what are you doing, are you doing at twelve o'clock?" And you're like, "Absolutely not." And then I messaged you at twelve at twelve thirty, and I was like halfway into the movie, and you were like, "You were fucking serious." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was, was that uh, was the weekend I had to get up at 5 a.m. to go spend the weekend with my girlfriend's family. So that, you know that, what, was, Dan, that was that I, was a bad weekend. I still woke up at 4:30 in the morning, went for a run. Just, just oh, look at you! Happened. Look at you! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just saying, Dan. Don't let that be an excuse. Um, <laughs> don't but your dreams, uh, yeah, your dreams. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it was the first the first uh, movie uh, that was released under Disney, but which is Hulu. Um, uh, it was directed by Dan Trachtenberg. It starred um, what's her name? I don't know her. Frank, uh, what, what is that man actress's name? Uh, she was great. Amber uh, Midthunder. Yeah, there we go. Amber Midthunder. Yeah. Um, and it, it's so the advertisement basically says that it's the first time Predator touches down on Earth. Mm-hmm. I think like they might retcon that at some point and just say that it's one of the earlier times. Didn't Alien um, versus Predator like imply that ancient Egyptians fought the Predator at some point? Yeah, they imply that the Predators helped ancient Egyptians build the pyramids. Essentially. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, and and, th- and that's kind of the weird thing is we don't know if this is an entire reboot. Or not because you know, like yeah, the the predator canonized AVP uh, within the Predator universe, and we don't know if that still is the case with this. If this is a complete reboot, I like to think of this as just you know, like an anthology of the Predator franchise, and this is just another chapter in it. And like I think that you know, this opens the door to possibly do something set in like Egypt if they want to, which I think would be awesome, honestly. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, the Western tribes uh, could easily uh, you know not know about. What the, the goings on in Africa <laughs> that happened, you know, even earlier, you know, much longer ago in the past, you know, in cradle of life, essentially. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, canonically within the Predator franchise. It is the first time we see a Predator, the earliest we see Predator, other than the flashbacks from AVP uh, that are shown. Um, and this follows up the 2018 The Predator, which you and I also reviewed. Um, and Dan, what were your thoughts on The Predator again? What, uh, we have a full episode dedicated to that <laughs> shit show. So uh, yeah, this this is yeah, definitely yeah. a whole. I want a phrase from you. I want a huh? Phrase summary. How how phrase summary? Your impressions on the the predator? The predator. Please make it stop. Oh God, make it stop. <laughs> but that's that's Accurate. how I would sum it up. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that I, I I you know I think that the predator was you know, universally not not enjoyed, <laughs> um, and I think. You know, more I, I, recently, I've heard some people kind of come out of the woodwork and say that it was okay, and I'm just like, you fucking idiots! Like, like <laughs> I, I don't often take like a stand of like, no, you're wrong, but there are very few things that I can see as uh, redeemable from that film, um, yeah. and I think this was a complete reversal. Um, but yeah, what, what were your initial thoughts on Prey and your, you know, what are your experience watching it? How did you, what, what time of day did you watch it? Tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you be, be, be. Um, yeah, no, I got back on Sunday and, no, actually not Sunday. Uh, watched it on Monday. Uh, yeah, so I watched it on the Monday after it came out. Um, 
that, that was my mouth. That was not a fart. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, si- I'm so tired. Okay. Uh, no. So, yeah. Uh, do we talk about, like, the plot of Prey and, like, what it is and stuff like oh, yeah. that, too? Go okay. for the plot. Tell yeah, us. sure. Let's go for that. Um, so, Prey, if you haven't heard it just yet, it is set a uh, qu- couple hundred years ago, uh, 1719, in the Great Plains. And uh, all of the main characters are basically Kamachi, um, the Native Americans. And... We specifically focus on Amber Midthunder, who plays Naru, uh, who is the young warrior, or young, just uh, herbalist, I guess you could say, medicine woman. Um, That's kind of like the role she's being kind of pushed into, but she wants to be a warrior, and it's signified by the line where they ask her, why do you want to be an old warrior? And she says, oh, I don't, because you don't think I can. Um, So it's a very basic plot, basically... They, you know, are in the Great Plains, uh, the Predator lands on there, the Predator slowly kills animals across the uh, Great Plains, trying to find the biggest Predator, which he eventually does find in terms of the Kamachi Warrior, and it's a whole back and forth between them, uh, cat and mouse game throughout the entire thing. Uh, there is a minor subplot with her brother, yeah, it was a brother, brother, right? Yeah, her brother. Yeah. Her brother, who is one of the like top warriors in the entire thing, um, and the whole thing where he's like saying, "Oh, I don't think you can," but secretly he does. Um, yeah, and there's like pretty much it. So it's a very, very simple plot, honestly, which I felt was very much working for the movie. Um, it, it didn't try to bog itself down in anything complex. It just focused on the basics. It felt very grounded in that way. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall though, I think we should get into impressions. I really like this one. I definitely, I agree. I think this was the best since, uh, the original. Um, I still would probably put the original on over it just because of the 80s cheese, but this was very good. How about you? What do you think? No, I, I love it. I actually think it might, it might, I might like it more than the first. And I think for that reason, it's just because I think it's more of a film. Like, I feel like there is a certain amount of cheese, like, in uh, Predator, Predator 2, and Predators, and you know, Predator, the Predator's trash. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> I feel there's a certain amount of cheese and kind of campiness, which I think this movie has, like, none of. Mm-hmm. And for to, and for me, that I, that's a film I enjoy. Like, I definitely enjoy the 80s films and stuff. But I like the serious, the more serious tone this takes. And I, I like the... I like Naru more as the character. Like, I, I get that the point of the original Predator was to show these action heroes getting destroyed by this other creature. Mm-hmm. But you always had the impression that Arnold was this, like... Arnold can never look weak. You know, Arnold never looked dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in this, Naru is vulnerable. And Naru is... You never... like I, I, I hesitate to say that, like... I don't know. I think this is the first time we really had a protagonist who I felt, like, you know... Might had trouble die. doing what they were doing. Okay. Yeah. And, like, like and, I, and I, I will... The one caveat I'll give to that is I really do think that uh, Harrigan, Danny Glover's Harrigan in, in Predator 2, did have a similar thing. Um, that's almost why I kind of like Predator 2 more than one, is I just feel like... It felt like there's a lot more at risk. Yeah, um, and I do, and I do agree. I think Predator Two is very underrated. Um, I really mm. enjoyed that one. But yeah, for, for me, I don't know. Like, if you were to rate all the Predator movies off the top of your, like you know, if you were to say just if, if you were to say five of them, I'm not going to include AVP. Okay. Like, what, right what would you like? For me, mine, mine would be I think Prey, Predator Two, Predator, Predators, and then at a far, far away, <laughs> uh, Predator Five. Yeah, I think mine uh, would probably predator. be Sorry, predator. original Predator. Prey very, very close to that. I can't tell which one I like better, Predators or Predator 2. Because they're both like they're flawed movies, but they're very entertaining in their own right. I think I would probably mm. put Predators ahead of Predator 2, but that's another very Ooh. close one. So like, Ooh. you know, 
A tier prey and predator, B tier predator two and predators. Uh, I C tier, I guess you could include Alien versus Predator and Alien versus Predator two. Obviously, the second one's worse in my opinion. And then, of course, you know, Banished to the Shadow Realm, the Predator. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. I, I the, the uh, what is it? Predators, I actually really enjoy just the fucking sword fight. Yes, and that's, every that's time exactly that happens, what I was thinking. I just want to like, skip over it. If I if I ever show Predators or something, like, it's a pretty good movie. And I'm just like, but look away for a second, fast forward. I'm like, oh, he's dead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they they just they just blew up. Those two characters just died. Yes. <laughs> like. Oh, that was so dumb. Um, yeah, it is, but I just... loved it, honestly. Like, it, it, it kind of harkened back to that 80s cheese I just absolutely loved. Like, they knew it was ridiculous, but it was so fucking dumb. And actually, uh, uh, so it, there's a recent anthology, an Elmer's Predator uh, anthology that came out a little while ago. And one of the stories, actually, um, they got, um, I can't remember the actor's name is, he co-wrote it, the actor who played that character, I think his name was Shinzo, I can't remember what his name was. He co-wrote it with the Hanzo, author. And it was like, like Hanzo, Hanzo, Hanzo. Oh, Hanzo. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Um, his, his actor co-wrote... Uh, a, uh, a follow-up story, which which is his brother, uh, who gets dropped on the same island and like finds like and finds the predators and stuff, kind of there. Uh, basically, he's another captive, and it kind of like he finds his brother's kind of corpse to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was pretty good. Um, and actually, uh, on that note, a new predator book just came out. A new uh, anthology just came out. Oh, there's our predator watch. Uh, so yeah, Eyes of Demon just came out. It's an anthology. It's the second predator anthology series book that came out. I haven't read it yet. I'm saving it for my trip. Uh, but the first one was great. Um, and it's much, it, uh, also a new alien movie book, actually a book just came out, which is not very good. It was actually kind of trash. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the alien predator watch outside of this. Um, but yeah, do you, should we hop into spoilers? Um, I'm trying to think of anything else we can talk about. Uh, oh, one thing that I think, I guess I highlight before going to spoilers is this is, I believe the first movie with Comanche dub. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally kind of, uh, advertised that they're almost being, a Comanche version where basically they filmed it twice, so once in English, once in Comanche. But when you go to watch it, um, it is just seem like it's Justin Comanche. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a Comanche dub. Uh, I, I haven't had the chance to fully watch it in Comanche yet. I started it, um, but haven't had the chance to finish it. Um, but yeah, there, there, it is. I think one of the first movies fully dubbed in Comanche, which is awesome, and it's actually uh, dubbed by the actors. So the mm-hmm. actors themselves are doing the voice. Yeah, and that's uh, in, one in thing I really dub. really liked, and what pissed a lot of again the fragile white men basically in terms of it being woke mm-hmm. um about the um you know it is front and center it's a it's a very native american movie the actors are all native american too or comanche on that front how am i pronouncing that right comanche 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 comanche, comanche. there comanche. we go gotcha comanche uh but yeah no it's uh they're going on through on that part it's very unabashed and being in that setting but at the same time too not being you over the head with it. It feels very natural. You're very much in their culture. And I, I did really enjoy that too. So, and all the actors did a great job. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really loved Amber as Naru, who basically she's like, she looks like Aubrey Plaza. I was thinking the entire time. I'll see that. Aubrey Plaza twin sister, but they were all excellent, excellent actors. Um, the, the, the French trappers hammed it up a little bit, but um, mm. from what I tell, from what I can tell, that's basically what French trappers were like back then. Um, well, I also took some of that hamminess as being like Naru's perspective of like seeing this like other culture essentially. So you know, you know, when you see another culture, uh, like, they yeah. always kind of. Mm-hmm. I kind of that her as her kind of like reserved kind of seeing these people as being these boisterous like buffoons when you know in reality I mean, that wasn't exactly just like you know because I, I did like it that they didn't 
we never you don't get subtitles for the um so you do get subtitles if you put on them on for the comanche mm-hmm. um when they speak uh comanche but uh you don't get it for the french which yeah. i like as this idea of like showing the foreignness of these people to her uh-huh. um yeah, and so I'm actually, kind of that's the same thing. That was kind of fun too because I'm actually studying French right now, and I was just like, I know some of those words. So, oh, are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, my you girlfriend and I are say. going to Paris in uh, November, and she's fluent in French, so uh-huh. I'm doing that then. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good. I, I, I really, honestly, I, I thought it would be better if the whole thing was recorded in Comanche, like just natively, and then they had English subtitles yeah. over it. I think that would have been a whole lot better. Um, yeah, that's, see that. yeah that's, that's what I would think would probably be a lot better. But, of course, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure there was some internal politics behind that for that reason. But, yeah, that's that. Yeah. All right, you want to go into spoiler they, territories? They dub, they dub Coco. I'm sorry? I wish they dubbed Coco because, obviously, the, the best actor in the in the film was Coco, and they never actually dubbed it. It was mm. sad. Mm. Coco being the dog. Is the actor who played the dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best, best actor in the film. The entire time, uh, I, really I was remember. just like, oh, fuck, does the dog die? Does the dog die? I'm going to be so mad if the dog dies. Dude, oh my god, that and that dog was that dog was such a good actor. He's and a, a good and boy. just a fucking good, just a good boy. What, what a good boy that dog is. Good was. good boy. Um the if dog. you do care about that, if you do care about spoilers if the dog dies or not, um we will say dog does not die. Well, he's he's a good boy cuz he's a good boy. But you 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 Best. you can th- th- there's no dog death in this movie. Thank God. Yes. He's, he's such a good boy. Yes, it's definitely. Like, he he fights predators. He you know like I think that I think in this movie he was the predator. That's, that was the key. He was. This, he was this the is alpha the movie. Dog. This is the movie that made the predators in Predators and and Predator want their own dog. They're like, uh-huh. they're like ah, we 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 saw this creature on this planet and he was a fucking boss. We got to get our own of those. And they're like ah, we got this one with horns on its head. They're like ah. That, I guess that's okay. And like, we got this one that has our face on it. And they're like, oh, it's fucking dumb as shit. But okay. Like, you know, they, they, they were trying. That's actually, you know you know how like the theory is that they, they keep coming back to Earth to try to, you know, get our DNA. It's like, no, no, no. They just fucking want a dog. And they keep trying to get a dog. Fair. And they can never get a dog. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, yeah, um, but I think this is the time we can kind of go into spoilatory. So if you don't, uh, if you care about spoilers, uh, highly recommended, both of us, especially if you're a horror movie fan or a Predator fan, uh, this is this is the best Predator movie in a very, very long time. So definitely I mean, recommend I, it. It's a fantastic film. And in my opinion, I will say I think it's the best outing of Predator. We say that, I think people say that a lot about um, Wolf and Predator and AVP 2. I think this is the best outing for a Predator we've seen. I, you, if you If you're a fan of Predator action and like, you see a lot of great Predator stuff in this. Um, I, I loved the Feral Predator in this. I think the design is great. I think what he what he or I'm assuming he did in this was great. Um, it, it was awesome. I strongly if you're if you just are if you know if you've been let down by some of the action other films, this one I do not think disappoints at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's get let's let's hop into spoilers. Uh, and I. I, I don't want to hop into, like, the end yet, but I, I do want to talk about the characters, which I think is, is going to spoil some yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. So. And I just, I don't, I, again, it's a very, very simple story, all things considered, just told in a very, very good way. So I don't think we're going to talk too much in detail about the plot, but anyway, go ahead. Characters. Yes. So what did you think of Amber, Amber Mid-Thunder uh, or Naru? What do you think of her character? Uh, I know that, so I think a lot of the hate that kind of came out with the movie originally, not hate, but a lot of the uh, lashing out of mm-hmm. those, you know, uh, let's just say you know the uh what, what, what do you call what, what's the opposite of woke people the ones who are sad and angry about any change incels. there's a name for it yeah the incels, incels. Oh, yeah. the, the incels yeah. <laughs> didn't like the the description of the film which was 
uh, uh, they said the basically back when it was called Skulls, when it was the secret project. Um, they said Skulls follows a Comanche woman who goes against gender norms and traditions to become a warrior. That that was the plot that was given by Trachtenberg, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people were just not happy about that. They're like Comanche woman breaking gender norms. What is this? Like, uh. <laughs> uh And I fucking love Naru's character. Naru to me is like the best. I think she's one of the best. Again, her and Harrigan are I think are the best characters to come out of the Predator franchise. Um, I I feel like. They did a really good job with her making, seeing her develop, seeing her as she uh, practices uh, throwing her uh, tomahawk, seeing as her as she kind of hones her skills. I think they did a really good job developing her and, and showing that she's somebody who's learning and adapting. Um, which again is my criticism of Arnold. Arnold like kind of adapts, but like he's this big military guy who somehow learns how to make like you know forest and deadfall traps. What the fuck? But I think setting Naru as a Comanche, uh, a, a hunter and a gatherer, like she, it really shows those skills that she develops and how she uses them to help her. Yeah, uh, and, and she's observing, you know, all the other warriors of her uh, tribe. Basically, like it, it's very believable that she would pick up on these skills throughout her life, and she's resourceful too. It shows that very, very time with just the medicine and all the ideas she has. So, and so here's my question for you, and I. One of the things that, again, that, that, that plot synopsis that came out, I think a lot of people were really... Because there have been some movies in the past, and uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, that there have been some movies where um, when they've tried to show... like When trying to show equality, they, some, some directors are a little ham-fisted with it and you know, kind of show very overt uh, sexism on, on the parts of other characters to drive home that this, that this uh, individual is uh, you know, defying a norm or something like that. You know, the the, you know, give me a smile or the, you know, the kind of go back to the kitchen things that those very ham fisted, uh, writing tropes that are used. Um, I thought that they did a great job showing that she was going against a norm, but I didn't feel like in the movie it was because she was a woman necessarily. It was just, you know, it, and nobody was saying that like, you can't do this other than the, a couple of jerk characters. It was a lot more people just being concerned for her. Like, I yeah. And the, honestly, the, Two, it wasn't you can't do this because you're a girl. It's you can't do this because you don't have the skill sets or because you're better served over there. Like, I don't yeah. think the really gender didn't come into play too much, which I did enjoy. No. Well, and, and it was subtle. Like, like there, there's the scene where she goes, wakes up in the morning to go hunt, um, uh, and you see all the women get up to go hunting, to go gather. Uh, because and again, I don't know how accurate this is. But I remember growing up in school, being told basically that it was often that women would gather and men would try to hunt. Uh, but often, gathering actually provided more sustenance, more food, and it was actually more important because hunting was so often not fruitful. Um, mm-hmm. So they were actually the more the, the stronger component. Um, and it seems like her mother—that uh, was her mother, or grandmother. She she has become an herbalist within the community and is known for that. And. She wants her to take over that, you know, and just like, you know, there's always the movies where the, the, the dad wants the son to take over his business. It's the same thing. The mom just wanted her daughter or the grandmother wanted her granddaughter to take over her field. But the brother was very, I thought, supportive of her and was, again, not not saying she couldn't do it, but just worried for her safety. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we see multiple men in this film or hunters in this film get wounded just by regular animals. Mm-hmm. Uh and so, it, and you know, like when when we see her fail at a hunt, her brother is very supportive. Like, hey, this is your chance to prove you're a hunter. Go get it. And shit goes kind of bad. He brings her back, and he doesn't say no. You can't do this. He says, I had to carry you back. He was scared for her. He was worried for her. He didn't think that she couldn't do it. He was just like, I don't want to lose my sister. He's just being overprotective. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but like, but other times he was supportive. He was like, yeah, you know, get out there, do it, prove yourself. Um, so I I really liked it. I thought that that aspect was handled really well and not in a 
blunt, like, you know, in your face way, but also in a way that I think, I don't know, I, I appreciated the support of the community she had um, in it. And I, there, you know, there were subtle hints again, like that, the, the, the scene of her walking one direction towards the, uh, to hunt while all the other women were walking towards the shrubs to go gather was like a way to show, you know, going against convention, but not, you know, they didn't have to say, Oh, you can't do this. You know, it was, it was showing that she's making a decision, which I really liked. I, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really creative way of showing that conflict. And, you know, yeah, again, and I also being really, really liked, too, how she used multiple skill sets um, in terms of defeating the Predator at the end. Because not only did she set the traps and use the warrior skills that she picked up on from the other warriors, but she used her medicinal skills to reduce her body heat as well. It was, you know, yeah. resourceful, best of both worlds, which is exactly what I want to say in a Predator movie in terms of using all available resources to defeat this enemy. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, and I agree. I, th- I think that that is an important component too. That yeah, that she used her herbalist skills to help her defeat the predator. And ultimately, it's what's really led her to be able to do that. It's what created that weakness. Yeah, there wasn't like, a and, and, I don't want to be a herbalist. I don't want to be a warrior. It's yeah, I'm good at being an herbalist, but I would really rather be a warrior. But herbalism has good skills too. So yeah, no, I, I loved it. I loved her character, and and again, I, I love the brother as well. He wasn't. I think he wasn't as much of a character, uh, but I, I thought T- Tabe was like. You know, again, I, I love seeing the supportive brother, but also like the worried. You know, like he was, he was, he was like he felt like a real character to me, he felt like a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we, we did have our throwaway guys. You know, those three, those three other dudes, um, who, which I'm okay with, honestly, because it would have made the film, film feel too bloated if they give they fleshed out those characters. Like, okay, yeah, they're archetypes, but that they, they serve a yeah. lot of purpose. Mm-hmm. But I will say, even for the archetype, they weren't idiots. I think a lot of times the 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 goal is to like you know, what happens is they make these characters idiots as a, you know as a as a foil to her, but like when when they go to fight the predator they actually they, they do an okay job like you know they're fighting a, a cloaked alien but like they're not you know they they become cautious when they see the predator they you know they they don't just they're not just like idiots who are like oh I'm stronger than everybody else, um, and to me actually I got the impression that the reason they were angry at her wasn't because of her and anything she's doing but it's because Tabe. Um, was named War Chief, and when because when he gets named War Chief, you see one of the boy, like the leader guy with the mohawk, who kind of reminds me of Rufio from a <laughs> Peter Pan, Peter Pan movie. Uh-huh. Like he, they, there's a cut to him looking pissed when the, when the, <laughs> when her brother gets the thing. So I think they were more just taking out their frustration at not getting that uh, accolade, um, and that was more their their frustration towards her. Um, but yeah, I, I thought you know, I thought all the characters were great. I thought you know, and you know, and at once shit started going down, you kind of got the impression that the guys were like, "Oh shit, this is," <laughs> uh, you know, never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I love that, and um, I can't think of any other characters really other than the predator and the the brief looks to get the Frenchman. Uh, um, yeah, but the, the, with the French trapper who spoke English. Yeah, I can't remember what. what uh, but whatever he was. Raphael. Raphael was his name. Oh yeah, because he was supposed to be Andolini. He was he was supposed to be the guy. So, um, did, you, did you recognize the the pistol in the movie? Uh, yes, that is the same pistol at the end of Predator Two, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, so, I'm so, so happy I found that. I was so just actually, like, Andrew's going to be so impressed. I caught that. I didn't know that he's Raphael Andolini, but I guess he's credited as Raphael Andolini. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so which is interesting. I thought I assumed he was just a guy who had his, his thing, but uh, yeah, some people are angry about that. So um, yeah, at the end of Predator Two. Um, after uh, Harrigan kills the Predator with his uh, with his own uh, disc, which I thought was awesome, uh, uh, one of the Elder Predators gives him uh, a, a old flintlock pistol as like a yeah, good job, man, kind of deal, <laughs> and then like almost kills him by driving by driving away. Um, 
But uh, in, yeah, in, in this movie, we see uh, Raphael Andalini, who uh, that pistol comes from. Um, there already was a comic uh, where Greyback, which is the name of that elder predator, uh, meets Andalini on like a ship. <laughs> so um, people are angry that they're rewriting the lore. But I mean, we we've always known the comic books aren't the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's 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 that I don't understand that argument. I, I, I get it that it's quote unquote rewriting history, but the comics are never canon. They never were. Um, uh, so yeah, some people are angry about that, but yeah, I, I did. I did like that. I, you know, I think everybody knew that was going to happen as soon as they announced when this was taking place. They're like, I bet that, I bet that a uh, pistol's going to come back. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, I no, thought uh, it was a nice little subtle Easter egg. Um, they didn't like stare on it too long. I'm just like, hey, you get it, you get it, you get it. Yeah, I, I, I was fine with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I will say, you know, I, I appreciate the restraint in this movie. Um, at not throwing in too many Easter eggs or not throwing in too many throwbacks. Like, thank God they weren't like, get to the chopper mm-hmm. at any point. Like, I, yeah, I could They did have, if it bleeds, we kill it. Yeah. They, they, but that, you know, it ma- that makes sense in in this context. It wasn't just like a dumb line. It makes sense for like these people to say that um, because they're hunters. So they, you know, they're used to things bleeding and like, you know, it's part of their, uh, you know, it's part of their, what they do. Uh, so I liked that, and I liked, uh, you know, she also says that, come on, come get me, when she's uh, trying to lure him into the bait, which is what Arnold does at the same time. I thought that was great. Um, and, you know, again, it made sense in the context. It wasn't just a throwaway line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, n- nobody said, oh, who fucked a predator? Which was, you know, also, I'm glad they didn't bring that, that back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though I was waiting for the, like, uh, if you remember in Predator 2, when the kid offers the predator candy, and he's like, any predator loops that audio and is like, want some candy? I was, I was waiting for that to somehow play in. <laughs> um, but actually, we don't see the Predator do a voice mimicry in this, do we? I'm sorry, what was that? You broke up there for a second. Oh, sorry. We don't see the Predator do any voice mimicry in this, do we? Not never really, no. It's just voice. the clicking. And that actually brings me to another thing I want to talk about. Mm. I, I like the fact that because this is the first hunt and it's a couple hundred years before, um, you know, Arnold and the original Predator, you know, not only are humans less... Um, evolved basically at that point uh, culturally but at the same time too the predator hasn't advanced in technology as much either like instead of uh, for the weapons instead of lasers they've just got the metal um, spikes basically uh, mm-hmm. little stuff like that little touches like that the uh, the invisibility cloak um, is not the invisibility Ooh. functionality yeah it's not a hundred percent working like it was in the other movies you know there's little patches here and there and when it gets hit like, little touches like that made me really feel that this was a younger version of the Predator species who's technologically not as advanced as before. And I thought that was a very nice touch. Yeah, let's hop into the Predator. I fucking love the Like, I love you. You mentioned the cloak. I love the cloak design. The, the hexagonal pattern that kind of, like, broke up. I thought it looked so cool. I I, I really enjoyed that. And like, like you said, like it shows, like, a more primitive nature. It's, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. these... It's this grid instead of a smooth uh, cloaking, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I thought, that, and the, yeah, and, and the bolt caster instead of the, uh, the plasma caster was interesting. Um, you know, I, I, a little problematic, I thought, the way that it worked. But uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I love that, and I loved, uh, you know, the. I, I, I don't. I wish they had the shurikens instead of those weird, like, spinny blaster things that exploded. But you know, I like they had like, the, the breakable spear, kind of, you know, a. Uh, harkening to the uh, the combi stick that he gets in Predator Two, um, the blades were still there. The you know the classic wrist blades were there. Um, I I loved the feral predator in this. I thought he he was great, or it, it, they were great. It was great. Um, I I really liked. I know that the CG wasn't great, 
But I love the like the the way we watched the predator watch other animals hunt each other before it took you know took action. It kind of respected the hunt. It was like, mm. oh, I'll let this mouse eat this uh, ant, and then I'll let this ant get eaten by the snake, and then I'll go after. It. And once the snake notices me, then I'll go after it. Um, mm. And we see the same thing with the dog or the the wolf and the rabbit. He lets the wolf attack the rabbit, get the rabbit, and then waits for the wolf to kind of be like, all right, let's go before he fights the wolf. Um, I really liked that, and I thought that it was cool too because you see him show restraint. So with the uh, with the um, wolf and the snake and the bear, he doesn't use any weapons other than his his claws and his, his fists, essentially. Um, and then once humans start shooting bows and arrows at him, that's when he uses bolt caster. When they try to hit him with a spear, that's when he uses his spear. I really like that progression. Uh, you know, kind of showing again, it's he. You know, the predator is never is never outclassed usually with weapons. So even though they, the the honor of the hunt is there, the predator can basically yeah. body anybody. Yeah, um, it meets it meets whatever it's hunting <laughs> at their level, which I really that's very in tune with the predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I dude that the fucking the brawl with the bear in, yes, in the trailer they they, they, they yeah. showed that like scene of the bear going after Naru and then getting pulled back and essentially getting you know bodied. But that brawl was great, where like it fucking jumps on him, he punches it, like so good. It, I feel like they just, I feel like um, Trachtenberg and whoever wrote this just really kind of felt what the Predator should be. Uh, they got it. And it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, they they really did. It was so good. It was it was just such like a fun movie, and like I feel like you know you got the idea that the Predator was like having was interested in what it was fighting. You know, like it crouched by and watched the wolf like do its thing before it. Like you know, you could see you could actually see it crouch down and look at it, and, like mm-hmm. kind of visualize what was going on. I I love that. I thought that you know again that this is why I think this is the best Adam of the Predators. You really get to see the culture that a lot of the times is honestly only really known through the expanded universe and kind of through like uh, assumptions. Essentially, like we don't really see the Predators kind of watch things very often in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually after it, like, you know, it blows the hole and somebody, you kind of see it standing there, but here you really get to see it kind of like observing, like, you know, figuring out what's going on. Um, and that, that fucking scene in the burnt out forest against all the French, the fur traders was mm-hmm. insane. That was like so knockout good. battle. The, oh. the single, the single tracking chat. Yeah, that was so good. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So, so well done. Um, yeah, I, again, that, that, to me, that's why this is the best outing for the predator. Uh, it was great. Um, what did you think of the look of the Predator in this? Uh, like I said before, I like it. You can definitely tell, you know, it's not as technologically advanced as the other Predators coming on in. Uh, I did like the mask, ask, uh, mask aspect of it. I thought that was a good way to kind of showcase, um, you know, where they're at in terms of their development right now. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. the Predator looked fine, honestly. Now, here's my question for you. What do you think of it maskless? Because this fine. is a big debate in the community. Yeah, it was fine, honestly. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. Like, I hate to take the middle ground on this front, but I, I definitely could tell the CGI was not as good as it could have been because this was a little bit more of a budget movie, but the design itself was fine. It just, the, yeah. the execution wasn't as great. Yeah, I think it did look a little slimy, uh, but the good news is actually a lot of this movie was practical for those elements, uh, which was great. Um, some people are calling it and I, I don't want to use this term because I don't, I don't like it, but there, there's a derogatory term going on because calling it the Down Syndrome Predator because he has mm. a bigger forehead mm. and bigger eyes. Um, but if you look at some of Stan Winston's earlier designs, it really does kind of match that. So I like that they're kind of going back to that mm-hmm. um, design. And because part of it, too, is like I think technology has advanced so much. Like One thing I've noticed looking at the original Predator movie is once he takes off his mask, it's very obvious that there's just some human eyes there popping around behind this mask. And I think they did a good job of making this guy look a little bit more alien. His eyes are a little more slanted, kind of go back further. Um, 
if you ever have seen uh, pictures, um, so they released a figure a couple years ago with along with the uh, coming out of um, the Hunting Grounds game, um, and they basically rewrote uh, the history of the Predators and kind of incorporated the original design. If you ever saw the John Claude Van Damme, this like orange creature that was going to be the Predator before he ba- backed out. Mm. Um, and they incorporate that design into the Predator lore and calling it called like an Amengi, which is this like ancient race that used to enslave the Predators and the Predators eventually rose up against them. Um, and the Amengi had these kind of like bug-like eyes that kind of were more inset and go back. Um, and in this recent figure they released, you see like an Amengi skull essentially as the Predator's mask. Um, and it actually looks very similar uh, in kind of the placement of where the eyes are now. So I kind of like that they're incorporating original designs and these kind of uh, drafts that Stan Winston did into this face. Um, and I, I really appreciate for that fact. Um, I get that it's not, the, it's not the traditional predator look. It definitely looks different, um, even more so than uh, the fugitive predator or the, uh, what do they call them? The up, not the upgrades, the super predators and movie predators. Uh, but I, don't know, I, I really enjoyed it. I kind of like this diversion away from the human look, human in a suit look that okay. I thought that this gave. Um, not that there wasn't even a suit. There's a freakishly tall uh, athlete <laughs> in this in this suit, and he was killing it. He was so good in this movie. Um, it wasn't Doug Jones again, was it? He's an no, it was no, it was Doug yeah. Jones. No, this I, I forget who it was. It was um, uh, was it? Dane, uh, Dane, Dane Le- 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 Delirio. Delirio. Delirio? He's yeah. six foot nine. Uh, uh, he's a basketball player. I think he like won some like award something. He yeah, he's interesting. Uh, so yeah, they, he so that that's great. Um, he was awesome professional uh, basketball player in Italy and Israel. Yeah, I, I know nothing about this guy, so interesting. But he, he killed it. He, he did a great job. He did. Um, I'm trying to think. Are there any other moments that stood out to you before we talk about the ending? Any other things that, that you liked, that you enjoyed? Um, um, I really liked the one scene where Naru was running away from the Predator in that open, grassy field. Um, and like you could clearly tell, just on the speed of the grass falling off to the side, just how much more advanced he is uh, compared to her. I thought that was a great, terrifying scene. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Dude, and that, that guy with her gets just fucking destroyed. Yes. <laughs> when when, that, when that, that kid who was with her just got, the blood just splatters everywhere. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. What just happened? Yeah. Um, and then also, too, uh, we talked about the bear scene. The bear scene was definitely a standout. That was very good. Oh, absolutely. Did you think the dog was going to go down there? Yeah, I, I just I love the fact that the dog was just like, all right, all right, I'll I'll, I'll lead it away, and yeah. the dog runs back. What the fuck are you doing? Just standing there. There's a bear coming after you. Run, 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 dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I lo- like in my mind, I just love the idea. He he runs away and like and runs back. He's like, you're still fucking here. What the fuck? Like the look <laughs> on the dog's face when he runs up to her. He's like, why are you still here? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, good. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about the ending. Um. Yeah. So so the ending. Uh. Well, actually, I guess it kind of incorporated the ending. Well, well, how did you feel about the... So, you know, in, in the ending and through the movie, we uh, Naru uses her herbalist kind of abilities and uh, uses this flower, the yellow... I forget what it's called, the yellow something. Um, and we we get the idea that this... Uh, the, the implications that this... Um, uh, it This... What do you call yeah, it? Some what's, herbal. What's, what's, herbal yeah, concoction. Some, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, basically, it's a flower that when you eat it, it... I'm assuming that it, like, lowers your blood pressure and then idea makes it... Uh, lowers your body heat as a result. And, like, they use it to staunch bleeding, the idea that, you know, it slows down your blood. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't bleed out, essentially. Uh, a, a gentleman gets attacked early in the uh, the movie, 
and he gets attacked by like a wild cat and so he's bleeding and so she gives it to him and we get the impression that you know it's it's poisonous to a degree because people are like yeah don't give him too much could kill him but it also stops bleeding um mm-hmm. and in in the movie instead of using the clay or the, the the mud which we kind of get maybe a tease for at one point um we we basically use this as our uh, hide from predator's heat vision um how did you feel about that plot device I thought it was good, and I thought it fit well with her character, because, I mean, obviously, it's not as technologically advanced as other cultures and that sort of thing, too. Um, but I, I think it paid pretty well homage to her um, her medicinal background, which is something that was established at the very, very beginning of the movie. I like how they brought that back. I thought it was set up well. Yeah, the science behind it, maybe it doesn't 100% work out. There probably is not a flower that does that sort of thing. But I, I, I thought in this particular universe, it was set up pretty well and it was executed pretty well. How about you? No, I'm the same boat. Like, it's, it's one of the things that, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, that probably didn't happen that quick. And that probably is not as effective. Like, it, it, makes, her, it makes her heat signature disappear um, very quickly. Because mm-hmm. uh, she gives it to, that, to uh, the French guy and he uh, invisible immediately um, to the predator. Um, but you know, at the same time, like, I, it wasn't, it didn't hold me up at all. I, I liked it again, like you said, I like that she's using other aspects of her, uh, history to, uh, you know, her, her, her skill set, uh, to beat the predator. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I think some people probably complain about it, but like, it wasn't a big thing. And I think that there's been a lot more unbelievable things happen in movies like this or other movies, um, that I don't think should be an issue for anybody really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you know, small plot device, but I thought, I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, so then uh, the takedown of the Predator. How did you feel about the takedown? Um, yeah, I, I really liked that she was resourceful. She set up the traps because I really didn't want her to go toe-to-toe with the Predator. I thought that would have been a cop-out ending. Um, I, I like how resourceful it was. She noticed the Predator in terms of how they jump from tree to tree, and then bam, she sets up the spikes on that front. Uh, the mud pit comes out and back to... Like, it felt like I was being rewarded for being attentive throughout the entire movie because it basically was just callback after callback after callback, which um, I yeah. thought was very natural progression for her character. No, I agree. I think, like, it's it's crazy for this, like, you know, low-budget Hulu movie to do this, but and, like, you know, also the, the fifth film in a franchise, but I thought that, like, the writing in this was so good. Like, the, the Chekhov's gun or the, you know, the, the setting up of so many things in this that just come back to play are great. Like, even, even the story, you know, she tells the story about the... Um, the squirrel that bit off its own leg uh, mm-hmm. to get out to get out of a sticky situation, um, and you know you thought she's just saying that as Kino because she's uh, she's triggering a bear trap to cut their binding, but in reality she uses it for the to get the um, predator to cut off its own arm mm-hmm. because she does it because it panics. Oh, that was such a great moment! Uh-huh. Like I was like, holy shit! Like look at that coming back, and also we get to see the predator's desperation. Um, you know, because it's again, it, it's like you said, showing her going toe to toe the predator would be kind of you know be like, ah, oh, that doesn't seem really right. But you get this predator who gets haggard, who gets loses an arm, gets shot in the back of the head, gets you know is already you know bodied some damage from the French traders who you know fired at it, and from her brother, um, and from the dog biting her, like biting it. Like this, this predator gets weakened over time, and it really makes this feel believable how she takes him down. Mm-hmm. Um, my only issue with with it is just the predator weapon taking it out in the sense that like what I don't like it makes me think of how dumb that weapon is. Um, so in the movie, the predator has. Um, so in, in the past, we see the Predator's three target laser as a target for a uh, plasma blast it shoots at. But in this one, basically, he shoots arrows that go to the individual dots. Um, it's like uh, she... Yandu's thing from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and she basically knocks his helmet off and places it in a place where he's not affecting. So when he shoots his bolt caster, it flies around and gets him in the head. 
Um, mm-hmm. Which I just don't like that in the sense of like that weapon isn't really great because it implies then that those lasers have to follow their target all the time for it to work. Mm-hmm. And then Until if, they eventually hit something. Yeah, it just, it seems like a weird, it doesn't actually seem like that useful weapon. It seems actually like a pretty dumb weapon. Because like, wouldn't you rather have it be that like, it marks the target and then, uh, you know, you can move it away and it, that it will hit the target that it originally shot at? Like, it, it's, it's more of a targeting system, but in this one it's like a, a homing system. Mm-hmm. where you have to keep that laser on the thing the entire time, uh, which to me just seems less helpful. And in this, you know, it's an obvious mechanic for her to get it, and I like that she outsmarts it with that. Like, my assumption in this is just that the Predator, like, assumed that the mask was so far away that it wouldn't affect the shot. So, it, it you know, it thought it was free shooting, but in reality the targeting system was in play. That's why I assume it was working. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that just that was just a weird way for me to, for, to think how he got taken out. I would have preferred something a little bit different um that's that's my honest my only complaint about the film um but you know it wasn't bad it was just not what i would have hoped for i don't know yeah you had higher hopes for closing this off i get it yeah well i think at that point the predator was already beaten more or less so mm-hmm. like it was just kind of like another like all right like i would have preferred to see her throw her axe at it or something you know like use mm-hmm. one of her weapons to get it i like that she outsmarts it but i just felt like a weird it's funny, like, you know, or if she wore the mask or did, you know, I, I could have seen her using the technology in another way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it shows her ingenuity, which I like, because she understood how it works, which I liked. Mm-hmm. She figured out how things work and said, like, oh, this is how this works, let me use this to my advantage. So for that element, I really like it. I just think that the weapon itself was kind of problematic. Uh, mm-hmm. But, oh, though, one other thing in, the, in this movie, the net gun in this movie was oh very Oh my improved. god, yes. That was great. It, so in AVP, we see it, it's used against that um, British actor Cameron's name, and you see it kind of cut through him slowly over time, it's clenching against him, it's a little dramatic scene, and you know, it, this, the, the Predator's net gun that we originally seen Predator 2 slowly constricts. Um, in this movie, it fucking bodies a, a guy and a log in like two seconds and cube, cubed cubes into up. pieces. It's great. Uh-huh. So good. It was insane and like i like it too because it's such a surprise because he shoots it and you know so anybody who's seen predator 2 and predator avp you're like ah, i know what's gonna happen it's gonna slowly constrict nope just boom kills him instantly yep. so good and that, that you know, that's what i like that was kind of defying expectation by using previous knowledge of later movies which is awesome um again great writing uh i'm trying to think anything else uh any, anything else stand out to you any other things um what do you think of the ending? Uh, so, actually, did you stay for the... Not stay. Did you did you watch the end credits? <laughs> yeah, no, I did watch the end credits in terms of uh, they had the little... Uh, the cave paintings, basically, that kind of detailed what is assuming is going to happen next. Uh, which, if I read it correctly, it's just other predators are going to come on down, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it, it ends with, with this cave painting basically showing the entire story. And at the very end... Because um, at the end, Naru comes back with the predator's head. And she is named, I think, Warchief... I think mm-hmm. is, what, is what is the title she gets for doing that, um, and the paintings depict that. But at the end, you see three ships appear, which you assume are the predator ships. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they kind of pick up their buddy. Um, you know, again, if we look at Predator Two, you assume that they're going to come and like give them a boon, essentially, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'd be kind of weird for them to wipe them out. But then again, maybe not, uh, because they, if this is the first time the predators come, they might be like, "Holy shit, <laughs> what Here's the fuck happened?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, who knows what, how it's going to go. Like, would you... So I love this movie 
But I don't really feel like I want to see a direct sequel to it. How do you feel about that? Would you want to see a yeah, direct no, sequel? I do not want to see a direct sequel. I would love for this to take like a bit of an anthology. Because like, Naro has her character arc. It's fine. It's good. It's over with. I think it would be more interesting to have it in a different setting with a different Predator. Um, and see how you would play around with it on that aspect. Yeah. No, exactly. I think that, that's how I want to see it done. Because, um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's what the Predator books are always great with. Like, um, there was actually... So there was a comic released... Uh, just ended probably ended during COVID. Um, it was called Hunters, um, and the first it, it basically um, gathers together these um, people who have met with predators in the past. Uh, the main guy we meet, I can't remember his name. Um, he was in the uh, the comic Predator Big Game. Uh, I actually can't remember. He might be Native American. I can't remember what he was. Um, but anyway, uh, it's this this group that's put together um, who uh, you know go, go around and basically try to find predators. Essentially kind of what the OWLF was in um, Predator, the Predator. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that kind of group, but it's these guys who have all like vets, essentially, who've interacted with the Predator at some point in their past. And some of them are guys from old books. Um, you actually meet uh, Dutch's brother, uh, who is originally, who is the in, the in the Predator Concrete Jungle comic. He's the main character in that. Um, and that's kind of fun because you get to kind of see these characters go and find other predators and kind of interact with them in other situations. Um, and basically, yeah, their, their goal is to go find them and take them down, essentially, or, you know, figure out what's going on with them. Um, and I could see that being something fun down the line of kind of bringing back some of these characters. Um, but I, w- I wouldn't really want to see... I don't really want to see Arnold again, per- personally. Um, yeah. I don't really want to see... It'd be Port another Holbrook. Terminator situation where it's just like, oh, yeah, it's Arnold again. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to see Port Holbrook and his dumbass... Uh, uh, fucking predator hunter killer costume he gets at the end of that movie but you know i i could see bringing back danny glover i could see bringing back royce from uh predators i could see even bringing back lex from avp um and that being kind of fun um and you it, like that's the only way i could really see this continuing is if, if they do another movie like this um bringing other characters maybe having them come have naru come back in the future and the, the what they could do easily is have the predators take naru and, you know, have a pr- another Predators movie where the Predators are like, hey, you killed one of our guys? We're going to put you in cryosleep and maybe, you know, bump you with, drop you off with Royce on a Predator planet and you guys can have to do some shit. Mm-hmm. That could be a fun idea. I could see that being a, a sequel, but I don't I don't want to see a direct sequel to this by itself. I think that'd be kind of weird. Uh, and yet, like you said, like, I think her story is done. I think, yeah. you know, get the idea that she is now the, the leader. And, you know, it could be fun at some point to maybe, uh, you know, if they do, a, if they ever do a, a jump forward um, you know, between this and, and the Predator, or, you know, or something else, uh, and have a reference of a cave painting or something of like, oh, you know, we heard of this uh, leader of the Comanche who, uh, you know, wore a Predator mask as like a, you know, a headdress or something. You know, that, that could be kind of a fun thing to allude to. But I think that as much as I loved her in this movie, it would almost make her character worse to put her in a sequel. Yeah, I agree. Her character is done over with... Um... Yeah, just like just like Nev Campbell, let her rest. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you what What are some time periods you'd want to see? Well, like if you were, to, you know, if we were to do this idea that's an anthology of popping through different points of time, what's one you'd want to see? Yeah, well, unfortunately, um, they they did say this is the first hunt, so we can't really go any further back than that. I we would can, love. We can. I would love to see, like, Gains of New York style, um, you know, early <laughs> 1900s. Uh, I think that would be really fun. Like, Cockney accents and everything. Uh, um, and even, like, a full-on mafia, too. That would be pretty fun. That would be awesome. It would be cool if they, if they kind of frame it in, like, the uh, idea that maybe the Predator was... Uh, uh, who? What's, who's that serial killer? The famous serial killer in 
uh, Jack the Ripper. If he was Jack, Jack the Ripper. Ripper, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. If it, oh, I guess he killed whores or something like that. But, you know, uh, prostitutes, sorry. Um, you know, it, it, that would be that'd be kind of a fun way to, you know, transpose them into history, essentially. Um, I, I would love to see, I think that, you know, that some part of Predators are always inspired by kind of, I think, Japanese samurai and stuff was kind of what they hinted at. That'd be kind of cool to see. Um, you know, maybe maybe show Falconer before he's a child, get interacting with some, with some uh, you know, samurai, something like that. That'd be, I think that'd be fun, like feudal Japan. Um, or you know, Vikings would be kind of would be sick, actually as yeah, well. That would be fun. Like I, and like there is there's an alien book called um, uh, what's it called? Alien Phalanx, and it takes place in the future, but it's on a planet basically where like uh, slight spoilers, but a, a colony ship crashed a long time ago, and this this the kids of these people in the colony uh, essentially had to recreate society. So they're in like a medieval time and, and they interact with the aliens at one point. Um, that's really cool. And actually there in that AVP crossover book, there's a sequel to that story uh, where a predator pops down onto that planet and they interact with them. And I think that'd be kind of cool. I, I, that, that concept of like medieval or Viking kind of times with the predator. I, I would, I think, you know, it'd be fun to see a predator movie in the future. Um, but I think that it is more, you know, for this honor-based society, I think interacting with older cultures is more interesting, personally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, uh, especially since just the ingenuity of what are they going to do if they are outclassed in technology? How are they going to win? So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think that's part of the issue of why I don't really, why I prefer this over Predator original, is that, like, if Arnold had a gun and knew how, and could aim it properly, <laughs> he could take out the Predator pretty easily. Uh, in this, you know, the she is significantly outclassed in many different ways in the fact that she couldn't really just land a single hit on and take him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, that's kind of what adds to this. Okay, so uh, hang on. I, I remember the scene. The scene where the brother is shooting the bow and arrow at him over and over again and, like, shoots, takes the arrow, shoots, takes the arrow. That was yeah. awesome. I love oh, it yeah. so much. That that was sick. Because that, that, was, that, was, that was when he... Uh, when they're in the camp, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that entire... That scene of them trying to fight off the predator uh, alone was really, really great. So uh, good. And I, ooh, I fucking loved how she baited that, that fat, the fat tra- fence trapper, mm-hmm. uh, to get the predator to come out and shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah, I, I love when she talked to him. She's like, "You don't understand that you're a fucking trap. You're the bait." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what a badass character!" That's uh, so good. I, I'd, I've been watching that show on Netflix and Hulu recently, Alone, where basically they drop off ten people and. Uh, uh, British Columbia, or no, it's British Vancouver, and they have to survive on their own uh, mm-hmm. in the wild as long as they can, essentially. And mm-hmm. like uh, watching the people survive, and then seeing her and like doing all these kind of survival, like baiting and stuff, was it was kind of like a fun little. I already kind of in, you know watching a lot of stuff about that, so it's kind of fun to see her do all that. Um, and that part of her baiting the trap I was like, oh, great, awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, again, I don't have many criticisms for this other than that end scene. Um, you know, the CG isn't great. I'm not. This movie had a very short budget, so the CG of the animals is not great. I think the CG on the Predator looks fine, but the CG of the animals is not great. But, you know, it's not something they ever took me out of the film. I don't know if it ever did for you. Uh, not really, no, honestly. Like I said, I fucking love that bear scene, so. But it was just one of those things where you kind of just paid attention to it. Just like, oh, yeah, they probably didn't have as much budget for this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah easily forgivable. Um, and I, I do like that, uh, you know... Uh, then this gives me hope for the new Alien movie that's coming out. Uh, Fed, is it Fetty? Yeah, Fetty Alvarez is doing the next Alien movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, you know, getting Dan Trackbird for this, getting Fetty Alvarez for the next one. Like, I'm for the Alien movie, it gives me hope. Like, it, these straight-to-Hulu movies, I wish this was in theaters, but this really kind of gives me hope for 
them doing these movies um, and these, you know, there's also an alien series coming out. It gives me hope for both of those because it seems like they're really taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, not just throwing out something random to keep the, get a property alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah, but yeah any, no, any... this, the... what's up? Sorry. No, no, you, you go. Yeah, no, I was just about to close this out. Um, yeah, any final thoughts on Predator? Uh, no. Like, again, pray, I, pray, I, not pray, Predator. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I think it's amazing. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I'm excited to watch it again, uh, completely the Comanche dub. I think it's going to be one of the ones I'm going to return to pretty often. Um, I am waiting for NECA. So NECA is a, a company that makes uh, toys and <laughs> models and <laughs> figures, essentially. Um, they've made like over 100 something Predators. I am waiting on bated breath for the uh, the Feral Predator to come out because I want that figure so bad. Mm-hmm. Such a good character, such a great design. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. uh, you knew? Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, just great movie. Watch it. It's pretty fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, any? Do you know what we're doing next? I, I know we had. So originally we had another movie planned, and then I was like, "Dan, Prey is coming out." What the fuck are you talking about? Within Prey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, we've got a couple down the pipeline. Uh, but of course, if you have any suggestions, go ahead, reach out to us via social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, we don't tweet because, like I mentioned last episode, we're banned. I'm banned from Twitter, so Andrew would have to create that one. Amazing. I don't know how I'm banned, but I am banned. Um, you know what you did. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I know what I did, but I'm not telling you. There we go. Man. Um, yeah, no, what I did was um, I was the president and I led a insurrection on Congress and Twitter banned me for that. Isn't that crazy? That, that's that's insane. You know what? <laughs> we should we should protest this. Let's all go to the White... Let's all go to, uh, you know, Congress. Let's all go stand outside peacefully. Maybe with maybe some AR-15s, you know. And, you know, go out there and, you know, be very peaceful. It'll be great, you know. Then, then that will happen. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely won't be the, the TV event of of twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. No, most definitely not. <laughs> most definitely not. Uh, but yeah, no, we've got a couple down the pipeline. Uh, but we'll go ahead and record those, get those out. Of course, you can always go ahead and request if need be. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear feedback. Yeah, definitely. All right, sounds good. Uh, any final thoughts? No, that's a, you know again, go watch it. Definitely the best, in my opinion, best Predator movie. I know that's slander probably, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I might be on a high for it right now, but it's really good. I it is cannot really recommend good. it enough. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much to our opening band. That is uh, Teddy's Atlas with the Saw and Horror Movie Story. You can get them off the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. And stay groovy. Bye. <laughs>